Jesus is alive. He has risen. He is our living hope. And that's what you and I need to know. That's what the world needs to know. That Jesus left heaven, came to earth, sacrificed himself on a cross for us so that we could be close to him, so that we could have new life that lasts forever. You see, ultimately, hope is a person. Hope is Jesus. Hope is not just a circumstance, which I'm so thankful for. Think about it. Circumstances are constantly changing. So if your hope is in a specific circumstance, and that circumstance doesn't turn out the way you hope, then what happens to your hope? Ultimately, hope is not just a circumstance. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus, and he is alive. And that's good news for us. I keep hearing people talk about things getting back to normal in this COVID-19 crisis we find ourselves in. I can't wait till things get back to normal. I can't wait until I can go do this or go do that. And when things get back to normal, it'll be so much better because, you know, and they fill in the blank. Because ultimately, and I find myself saying those kinds of things too, we're putting our, our hope in a certain circumstance changing or getting back to normal. I think, and I'm no expert, but I think this is going to be kind of one of those 9-11, post 9-11 kind of situations where when things get back to normal, whatever normal will be, it's going to be a different normal. It's going to be a new normal. So if we find ourselves putting our hope in a certain circumstance of normal, we might find ourselves greatly disappointed. Maybe some of you are experiencing that for the first time and you're finding yourself for the first time in a long time or the first time maybe ever coming to the end of yourself and realizing, hey, I, I, I don't have this all together. I don't know what to do. I, I cannot do this life on my own. I can't do this COVID-19 crisis on my own. And maybe for the first time in a long time or perhaps the first time ever in your entire life, you find yourself learning what it means to put your trust in a person, in Jesus. Putting your trust in God. That's such a better situation. That's, it's such a better thing to do in times of uncertainty. When we're not quite sure what's going to happen next in the world. And we're not quite sure what's going to happen financially. And we're not quite sure what's going to happen with our health or with a certain circumstance or situation. In those moments, we fall back on hope into someone and something that does not change. That is Jesus our risen Lord. And so perhaps the best thing that could happen out of this coronavirus crisis, the very best thing that could happen for all of us is that we learn what it means to really trust God. Now here's the deal. I understand the whole cliche, trust God, just trust God, all of that is thrown around a lot. And you may be thinking, yeah, but this is Easter. What has trusting God got to do with the resurrection? Oh, it's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked. Let me, let me talk about it just for a few minutes. In the first century, Paul the Apostle went through some really difficult stuff. He had great crisis of his own. And actually, for those of you who are regular attenders at the summit, we kind of looked at this uh, several weeks ago. But even if you're new to the story of Paul, Paul was the, I guess you could say, the, the leader of the mission of the early church in the first century, probably more than anybody else. 
Paul, who was once a, a hater of Jesus, became a devout follower of Jesus once he encountered the love of Jesus. And Paul was writing to a group of Christians, brothers and sisters, in the city of Corinth. And he's sharing with them the difficulty that he had experienced personally. Now, we're not exactly sure the extent of everything and all the details of what happened to him, but it was bad. It was a crisis. In fact, it was so bad, he thought he was literally going to die. Listen to what he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. He said, Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. The word rely, he said, this thing that I went through, this thing that happened to me, ultimately taught me not to rely. The word rely is trust. Not to just trust in what I could do and what I can handle, even though it's great to encourage each other. Hey, you got this. I got this. We got this. A lot of times we don't got this. And Paul was realizing he didn't have this. He learned through this crisis not to rely, not to trust only on himself and what he could do, but to trust and rely on God. You know, one, uh, one of our elders, volunteers in our church, recently shared with me something I'd never heard before and I thought was fascinating. He said that he read recently that trust is an act of worship to God. I think that's fascinating. That's so true. Think about that. Trust, relying on God, is a way to express worship to Him, realizing, I can't do this, I can't handle this. He said, I learned to trust in God through my crisis. Now, you might be thinking, okay, well, what kind, what's still, what's that got to do with the resurrection? This is Easter. Well, because he, he went just a step further. So what kind of God do we trust in? He qualified it. He, he described it. He said that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. And then these next four words, who raises the dead? Who raises the dead? What kind of God do we trust in? We trust in a resurrection God, a God that is so powerful and so great that he could raise his son Jesus from the grave, raise Jesus from the dead. And so here's the deal. If he can raise Jesus from the dead, then the coronavirus is nothing in comparison to the power of God that can cause a resurrection. That's why he's trustworthy. That's why we trust in him, because he's the kind of God that even if it gets so bad that things die, that people die, his power is resurrection kind of power. So, in other words, even when things look like it may be all over and hopeless, no. Because we serve and we trust and we rely in a God of resurrection. Now, here's the deal. The resurrection is more than just uh, a big event that happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus rose from the grave. It's obviously that. The resurrection is so much more than just what Jesus did on Easter. It's so much more than just an event in the past. No, resurrection is in the DNA of God's creation. Resurrection is embedded into the fabric of how God works in the world and how God works in my life and your life. Now, resurrection, the whole idea 
that new life can spring up from dead things and dead situations and things that look hopeless. You see, that idea is everywhere. It's all around us. Let me illustrate this. Nature. And we see it, especially during springtime. It's popping up all around us in nature. If you, if you notice what happens to a seed when you bury it in the soil. A seed. Put it in the ground. A picture of resurrection. Because we know what happens next. A sprout. New life. A plant. A tree. Vegetables. Fruit all from a seed going into a ground and being covered up, which to the naked eye looks like, oh, there's nothing happening there. We see it in nature and things like the caterpillar disappears into a cocoon, comes out a butterfly. We are wrapped in the evidence of resurrection during springtime. You see it all around you. But not just in nature. Resurrection is evident just in life situations. I mean, how many times have all of us experienced failures and losses that we thought were the end, it was over, only to learn a little bit later and to discover a little bit later on something new birthed out of some hopeless situation. That, that now things are actually better than they were before. Maybe you've experienced that with a job situation or an opportunity or an idea or a tragedy and all looked lost, all looked like it was over. And now to be where you are looking back, that life situation that looked so hopeless has given birth to something new. Resurrection. You can see it in people. You can see the evidence of resurrection in relationships. You see, that, that's what second chances are all about, right? That that's over and done. That's what the comeback story is all about, right? We love those kinds of stories. Hey, you know what? That's what forgiveness is all about. That it enables relational resurrection. So let me be clear. God put examples and traces of the resurrection everywhere. It is all around us. It is all throughout life. And what you need to know, it is even at work in you, in your life, in my life. I want to show you. I want you to notice how God describes his plan. Now, we often talk about, um, you know, God has a plan for your life, and God has a plan for my life, and God has a plan for all of our lives, and that is so true. But I want you to see how God describes his plan, how God describes his power that is at work in me and in you and in all of us. I want, you to see how, I want you to see how God qualifies how powerful His power is. Again, we're going to go back to something in the first century that Paul wrote to a group of his friends in the city of Ephesus. And this is what Paul writes in chapter 1 of Ephesians, verse 19. Paul says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. Okay, so that's God's power in me, in you, God's plan, what he's doing, what he's up to. The incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him, which means who trust him. And then he describes the power. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. There's resurrection again. 
The same power, the power that's at work in me, the power that's at work in you, the power that is at work from God in our lives is resurrection power, bringing us new life, empowering us, helping us, strengthening us. And you can expect to see it. You can expect to experience it in no uncertain terms. It is real. It's not just an idea. It's not just positive thinking. It's real. The power of God, the plan of God in us is fueled and driven and described by the same power that brought Jesus out of the grave, resurrection power. Now, I I think it's very interesting that when you read that, he talks about the incredible greatness of God's power for those of us who believe him. Now we're back to trust, you see. Now we're back to trust because the word believe means to trust. For those of us, when we get to the place in our life, when we begin to learn what it means to trust in God and follow God, to put our trust in Jesus, our risen Savior, and learn what it means to follow Him, that's when we truly get to experience resurrection kind of power at work in our lives, bringing new things to life on a daily basis. When things seem the darkest, the bleakest, the most hopeless, That's when we see the evidence of God's resurrection power. Again, the resurrection is more than just an event in the past. No, it is here. It is now. It is at work within us. And the more we trust in Him, the more we follow Him, the more we will experience what that's really all about. Now, here's the deal. I know that some of this is new to to maybe a lot of you. And if you have questions about what it means to trust in Jesus, what it means for Jesus to be your Savior, what it means that Jesus died on a cross to provide forgiveness for your sin so that you can have new and eternal life, if you have questions about that or if you would like to have a conversation with someone about that, then contact us. Reach out to us. Hit the contact button and email us. We would love, I personally would love the opportunity to email with you, to text with you, to talk with you, Because this is what it's all about. As we learn what it means to trust in God and experience the power of the resurrection, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that we celebrate on Easter, the same power at work in our lives. And and listen, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, then, then this is your daily reality. Whether you know it or not, experience it or not, like you want to or hope to, this can be your daily reality. And this is why we should have hope, no matter what our circumstances are. Not hope in a certain circumstance, but hope in a person, the risen Savior, who fills us with His love and His power that is strong enough that it raised Him from the grave, and it can certainly bring our lives back to life. Here's another way to understand this. Here's another way to look at this that maybe that'll help it, I don't know, jump out at you more to understand the power of the resurrection at work in our life. When you understand the difference and when we understand the difference between what it means for something to be buried versus something that's been planted, The difference between something being buried and something being planted because they look the same from the outside. I mean, to the naked eye, you bury something, you plant something, you plant something, it looks like you buried it. 
you buried it. It could be planted. I don't know. What's the difference? What's the difference between something being buried and done with and it's over and it's dead and it's gone? Never to be seen from again, heard from again. It's over. What's the difference between something like that being buried versus something that has actually been planted? Well, the difference is all in purpose. The difference is all in the intent. The difference is in expectation. Because when you plant something, you are fully expecting something to come back out of the ground. You are fully expecting something to grow, something to change, something to start again, to start anew, to start over. And when you bury something, you just bury it and it's over, it's done, it's through. Oddly enough, that's what many people thought was happening when Jesus was buried. But in all actuality, when Jesus died and they put him in a tomb, that was God planting him in place, getting ready for a resurrection. It's a big difference between something just being buried and actually something being planted. And the power of the resurrection allows us to focus on maybe, perhaps, what has been planted. Could it be that what you think right now has been buried in your life and it's done and it's over and it's gone? In all actuality, truly, has just been planted? And that underneath the surface, God is at work? And in ways that you don't know and that you can't see and that you can't feel and that you don't understand? God is at work underneath the surface because God fully intends in that horrible situation, that crisis that you're in in your life, for His resurrection power to go to work and He wants to resurrect something. He wants to grow something. He wants to create something new out of that bad situation, out of that dying and dead situation. Yeah, the power of the resurrection is all about the difference between something being buried and something that really was just planted. I think if we're honest, a lot of us can look back in the past and we can see that this has happened in our past before. If we look back maybe weeks ago, months ago, years ago, we can see dead-end situations, horrible circumstances that we had once put our hope in and we were greatly disappointed. We didn't know what was going to happen next or where we were going to go or what we were going to do or how we were going to survive. I think we can all look back and, and on situations like that only to look at where we are now and realize what happened is that that opportunity, God resurrected something amazing out of it. That tragedy, that pain, that loss, that broken relationship. And I hear people say it all the time and we talk about it. If you'll hear people talk, they'll point back to something in their past that was horribly bad and went horribly wrong and they'll say, you know what? If it weren't for that, if it wasn't for that situation, then this positive thing would have never happened in my life. I would have never gotten this job. I would have never met this person. I would have never had this experience. And what are they just saying? What are they describing? They're describing the power of God's resurrection at work in our life. They're describing that something they thought was buried was buried. It was planted. And God, with intent and purpose, brought something greater, better, back out of the grave. So see, re resurrection is bigger 
than something that just happened way back then. It's, it's so much bigger than a date on a calendar in the spring that we call Easter Sunday. I mean, that is the epicenter of our faith. Make no mistake, the empty tomb is what it's all about. But I am so thankful that it goes way beyond just an event in the past. There is a present reality to the resurrection power of God at work in me and in you and in the world. And the more we trust Jesus and the more we follow Him, the more we will experience what that resurrection power is meant to do in us. And we will discover more than ever before that God is the ultimate farmer and He is constantly planting situations circumstances, relationships, experiences, feelings, thoughts, ideas, you fill in the blank. He is constantly planting things in our lives. In the moments that we think all is lost, He's planning for a resurrection. So what about now? What's been buried, or better yet, what's been planted, do you think, in your life right now that, that you hope, or maybe that you, you're praying not in a circumstance, but in a person. You're hoping in a person. Jesus is going to resurrect, grow, create something new, better, stronger, greater out of that situation. Because in reality, a lot of times, the things that we grieve as losses are actually situations that God is getting ready to birth something new out of because it was planted. You know what, back to COVID-19, back to the coronavirus crisis we're in, I, I'm already, we're just a few weeks into this, and who knows how long it's going to last, but I'm already hearing people say things like this. Maybe you've said things like this. You know, because of this COVID-19 situation, I'm spending so much more time with my family. I'm getting to do this, and I didn't get to do this as much with my children. I'm, I'm getting to know this person so much better. You know what? I'm becoming more grateful. I'm becoming more aware of just how blessed I am. And they begin to describe positive things that are emerging out of this very bad and negative situation, this virus that has taken the lives of so many people. So even in that, you see threads in the fabric of what God is doing in the world. They're all about God's power of resurrection. So let me ask you, where do you need on this Easter Sunday, where do you need to see God's resurrection power at work in your life? You need to tell him. You need to ask him, where is it that you need to see God resurrecting something that you assumed or maybe thought it was buried and it's over and it's done and it's hopeless? Where do you need God to come alongside of you and help you see that after all is said and done, it was just planted because he was going to grow something bigger, better, newer. He was going to do something that you couldn't even imagine. And that's the kind of God he is, the God who can do exceedingly more than we can even ask or think about. For, for you, it, it might have a lot to do with this coronavirus crisis we're in. Maybe it's a financial thing, uh, an opportunity that you have just seen crumble right before your very eyes and you just don't know what you're going to do. Maybe it's a job. Or it could be a relationship that 
was already rocky, but now with the strain of everything that's happening around us, it's just falling apart. Or it could be your health. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you've been sick. Or maybe you're battling this virus or something else, something worse, something beyond this. I, I don't know, but I bet you do. And God is aware, but He wants you to come to Him with this. Tell Him. Ask Him to help you trust Him and rely on Him because He has the power of resurrection. And He wants that power to go to work in your life. And I don't know exactly what He, do, what he will do, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen next, but I know God's trustworthy. And I believe you can trust Him with whatever in your life is gone wrong, is dying, or is dead. Because Jesus is alive, and He is our living hope. And the power of the resurrection of Jesus is not just something that happened in the past. It's not just a past event. It is a present reality. Let's trust Him for it. I want to pray for you. Dear Father, we thank You so much for sending Jesus. We thank You so much that Jesus gave Himself, that He loved us so much that He sacrificed His life for us. And I know many of my friends, my brothers and sisters, and even those that I haven't had the privilege of meeting yet are watching, thinking about their own lives and what they're facing. And the, and the fact that the resurrection of Jesus is not just an Easter thing. It's not just something that happened 2,000 years ago thing, that it's actually a present reality thing gives me so much hope and I believe gives us so much hope. Now, I don't know what everyone here is facing, but you do and they do. But we come to you. We trust you. We rely on you because you have resurrection power. And we need that to go to work in our lives so that you can do what ultimately only you can do. So help me trust you. Help us trust you. Help my friends to trust you so that we can experience more than ever before the reality of the resurrection that we celebrate on Easter, but goes on every day, every month, every year, from now throughout eternity. We thank you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen.